They're known as serial killers, and according to law enforcement officials, there are at least 35 of them roaming the country now, stalking victims. When I'm getting scratches that are breaking the skin open, it's always in a set of three claw marks down my back. Started as an effort by a charismatic preacher to build a new society, but it ended, of course, with the tragic deaths of more than 900 people. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. For the next hour, police advise that the public lock all doors and windows, shutter your blinds, and listen to the Weird Sisters. Welcome back. We have a little special episode, a little, I guess we could call it a mini episode because we're not planning on it being a full length episode. Uh, it's just a, a little, a little gift from us to you for the holidays. <laughs> it's um, our Christmas mini episode. That's what we're calling it. And so the, by the time we're posting it, it will be Christmas. So happy holidays. Not just Christmas, but like, it'll still be Yule, Happy Hanukkah, we miss that, Kwanzaa, all the good stuff. So, for the holiday season, we decided to do this little mini episode and do um, basically just kind of like, uh, we'll say holiday beliefs of like different legends and myths. And I'm really excited for this. I've been thinking all week about this. We'll just center around um, Yule, basically, because that's what we celebrate. Yeah. I'm so ready for this. Okay, you should go first. Okay. Um, and then we'll kind of like tennis back and forth or like ping pong back and forth yeah. with our little characters. Ooh, I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, to start with, we're going to start in Eastern Europe with um, Krampus. Nice. Which I'm sure most people have heard at least a little bit about Krampus. Um, just the, I, I don't know if you've seen, there are so many movies about Krampus, especially on like Amazon Prime. <laughs> I bet. I've only ever seen that one that came out, like, a handful of years ago. Yeah. yeah. I saw that one, which was very unnerving. <laughs> so, um, Krampus is mainly a story in Germany. That's usually where his, um, like, origins start. I know a few other countries do kind of have the folklore of Krampus, but mm -hmm. a lot of time it's in Germany. And um, his name is actually from the German word Krampen, which means claw. So I thought that was pretty uh. interesting. And uh, Krampus is, he's kind of like a goat monster. So he doesn't stand like a goat. Obviously, he stands like a person. And then he has really long horns. Um, and then he has fangs and like a really long tongue. All this weird stuff and Krampus is actually the son of hell from North mythology Ooh, yeah I thought it was pretty interesting I didn't actually realize that he was from Norse origins but I, I didn't either that makes sense yeah yeah it's like Nordic Germany's like got the Nordic beliefs too so I see where it crosses in yeah um so on December 5th the day is called Krambunsnatch and Krampus, <laughs> I know, I, I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong, but that's kind of like, when you look at it, the way it looks like it's supposed to be pronounced. We're trying our best as non-native speakers. I should have looked it up, but I didn't think I would have to. I thought I'd like, no, and then now I'm thinking it out loud, I'm like, I'm not sure. 
you're you're really digging in and having faith in that five percent Germanic ancestry. Oh yeah, Krampusnatch <laughs> is the day that um, Krampus would go around and he'd actually like swat children. So he'd take um, like a switch <laughs> and he'd smack children if they were naughty, and he would kidnap these children and then take them back to his lair. Ah. So if you're bad, you get taken by Krampus. Aha, I smack you and I kidnap you. Yeah, so you get beaten and then kidnapped. That's kind of fun, <laughs> beating bad kids. I all yeah. okay, I don't I don't con- condone like corporal punishment, but sometimes I really want to the child. <laughs> and the next day, December 6th is Nikolaustag. Knocking it out of the park with those those pronunciations, lol. <laughs> this is, I'm literally like, as if I was a child learning phonics again. This is how <laughs> it looks like it's spelled. Oh, I'm no. just sounding it out the best I can. <laughs> and um, children would, uh, you know, get candy and other gifts in their boots from St. Nicholas. And if they'd been a little bit bad, they might get a rod. So they can smack themselves? Or their parents can beat them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Krampus is but, like, this is a warning. Your only warning. Yes, I was going to say, Santa is like, this is a warning. <laughs> you better behave, bitch. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the um, stories I was reading, the children would put a boot out either outside their door or next to the chimney or wherever they actually leave a boot. You know, like, we have stockings, they'd leave one of their shoes. I've seen, like, forms of offerings. Yes. I thought that was interesting, too. We'll, we'll have to get into that one, too. Yes. So there is more modern versions of Krampus that take place in such places as Austria and Germany and um, the surrounding countries. And men dress up as Krampus and they get drunk and then chase people around the streets. Oh my god, that sounds so fun. But it's, yeah, it's a big celebration. The The videos are actually really cool looking at the celebration. So it's just a bunch of people dressing up and getting drunk and then chasing children, basically. <laughs> that sounds like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of um, a very shortened version of Krampus. Sweet. Now we're going to head over to... Okay, this uh, this next one's like an Icelandic tradition. It might be familiar to you, Lauren, because you've seen um, Sabrina, the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, Spooky, whatever. It's on Netflix. The Chilling Tales of Chilling Sabrina. Tales of Sabrina, yes. <laughs> the Spooky Tales. Spooky stories. Yes, um, ooh, spooky. So the, there is a ogress, a giant ogre named Grilla. She has 13 tails, by the way. She supposedly lives in a cave with her husband, whose name looks so scary to pronounce, but I did Google it. Le Balotti. That's phonetically how it told me on Wikipedia, but it's spelt like L-E-P-P-A-L-U with a little thingy on it. Um, something that looks kind of like an O and then an I, but it's pronounced Le Balotti. Okay. So I'm trying. Sounds right to me. Yeah, but we don't speak the language. Someone out there's cringing really hard right now. So she, uh, yeah. and her husband live in this cave with their children and a cat. 
Le Palosi, uh, he's apparently very lazy and just spends all his time at the cave. So he's like a homebody. So yeah. Grilla, around Christmas time, she emerges and hunts children who have been misbehaving. And she goes down into the towns, catches these children, puts them in a sack, and then takes them back to her cave and cooks them in a vat of stew. Apparently... Stewed children, stewed naughty children is her favorite dish, and she has like this insatiable appetite for it. So that's her deal. So <laughs> Grilla and Lebaloti, I'm hoping I'm saying this right. We're gonna try like different pronunciations every time he comes up. Um Yeah, every time just a different way. Yeah. So I mentioned they have kids. They have 13 sons okay. <laughs> called the Yule Lads. And basically their thing is they uh, spend the 13 days before Christmas pulling pranks and being mean to children. Uh, so they like harass people. And each of their names kind of corresponds to their favorite way of causing mischief. And I'll go through their names in just a second. There's uh, the English translation ones that I'm going to say because there was no help in how to pronounce the Icelandic versions. And I don't want to try yeah. <laughs> because ice is it I don't is it Icelandic? I don't know. The language they speak, a lot of the letters are very different from what I've ever seen, so I wouldn't even have a clue how to pronounce it. So yeah, 13 kids and basically they they arrive one after another um until the final night leading up to christmas yule so they'll they'll cause mischief but they also leave small gifts and shoes for children placed on windowsills kind of connecting to the shoe thing but if a child has been disobedient they leave a rotten potato in the shoe instead <laughs> I like those just much nicer than some of the others. <laughs> okay, well, the older tales, they're, like, horrific and very, like, not evil, but very mischievous. They're not good. But the modern tales yeah. have them, um, they wear clothes kind of similar to Santa Claus, and they mostly just cause mischief by slamming doors, eating the town's yogurt supply, which, no joke, is one of the things they listed as, like, a modern... Than one of the modern versions eating all the yogurt <laughs> it's all gone but yeah the original stories were like super sinister but <laughs> do you want me to read you their names <laughs> you can try so um i'll also tell you i'll tell you the dates that they arrive as well as their departure because it all they yeah. like they're like staggered so the first one his english translation of a name is called sheep coat clod he harasses sheep um but he's impaired by his stiff peg leg he arrives on December oh 12th, and he leaves on December 25th. Gully Gork, his brother, they're all brothers, he hides in gullies and waits for the opportunity to sneak into cow sheds and steal milk. He arrives on the 13th and leaves on the 26th. Stubby, uh, who's abnormally short, steals pans <laughs> to eat crust left on them. He, he gets oh there on the 14th. And leaves on the 27th. So I'm going to stop saying the dates because it kind of just, you can tell now it's like. Yeah, by now it's like. And they leave a day. Yeah. You know. Next brother, Spoon Licker. Guess what he does? He, he, he licks your spoons. Yeah, well he steals and licks wooden spoons. Um, it's, <laughs> beca it's because he's really thin and malnourished. Uh, pot Scraper. He steals leftovers from pots. Bowl liquor hides under beds, waits for someone to put down their uh, um, uh, 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 asker 
is what it's called, a type of ball with a lid used instead of dishes, and then he steals it. He's okay. like, mine. Uh, there's door slammer. He likes to slam doors, especially at night, to wake people up. Gyrogobler. Um, he had a skyer. I'm probably saying it wrong. Is a kind of yogurt. It's it's like similar to yogurt. So basically, he just like he likes yogurt. Window peeper. He likes to snoop around and look through windows to search for things to steal. <laughs> doorway sniffer. Uh, doorway sniffer has abnormally large nose and a cute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leftover bread. <laughs> we got two more. They're all just hungry. <laughs> they're all just hungry because their mom's too busy kidnapping kids and eating the whole thing, and their dad doesn't do shit. Uh, meat oh. hook. He uses a hook to steal meat. <laughs> Candle stealer. He follows children in order to steal their candles. Um, which candles used to be made of tallow, um, so they were edible. So that's probably why he yeah. stole candles because hungry. <laughs> so those are the those are the Yule lads, Grillo's children. They also own a cat, who's known as the Yule Cat, or his real name, uh, Yola Kutrin. Yolakuturin, which is spelt J-O with a little thing over it, L-A-K-O with two dots, T-T-U-R-I-N-N. Yolakuturin, <laughs> the Yule Cat. So the Yule Cat, the Yule Cat, he is not just a normal cat, he's huge. Basically what he does is he lurks around the villages and to save yourself from being eaten, you have to show him that you got clothes for Christmas because you were good that year. Oh. And then if you didn't have any new clothes, you'd leave out old clothes and hope that they met his standards. Um, but if you oh. didn't have any new clothes to wear and you didn't receive new clothes, he would eat you. <laughs> so basically the threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was how farmers um, used... Farmers use this as like an incentive to get their workers to finish processing like the woolen stuff for Christmas. Yeah. Because people who like took part in the part in the work and helped get it done were rewarded with new clothes, but if you didn't get anything, the boss would be like, Well, you're gonna get eaten by the Yule cat, sorry. Damn, could you imagine? I know. You're just like not up to par. And they're like, I'm bye, sorry. bye. I was I was sick today and I couldn't get the wool like finished and they're like no new clothes for you and you're like please sir i don't want to get eaten by the yule cat that is a scary movie i would watch no more yeah. krampus movies please only yule cat <laughs> only yule cat um so he's apparently super terrifying too he doesn't just look like a cat he's massive and uh. scary and um, this is where the Icelandic tradition to receive a new item of clothing at Christmas comes from, even if it is just something as small as a, like a brand new pair of socks. Oh, Yes. So that is Grilla, her Yule Lads, and Yule Cat. <laughs> okay, moving on to um, France. He's, this person, this guy, is very similar to Grilla in... Um, some aspects, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so, Père Foutard, it's French, so um, I only know a little bit of French, so excuse my uh, butchering. Is in your French? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is found in France, Belgium, and other French-speaking countries. 
there is a couple of other countries where they have people who kind of speak French. I think it was um, a couple of surrounding countries. And um, his name (laughs) translates to Father Whipper. I see a trend here. Yes, I I thought that too. I was like, they're so obsessed with beating children. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just the the fear of getting beat by these monsters must just terrify these children each and every year. Like, in England, we were just, we got Santa, and then all these other children in these other (laughs) European countries are fearing for their lives the whole of December. At least your 12 peasant children would behave. Yeah. <laughs> um he very similar to Krampus kind of in that way that he um he likes to whip children mm-hmm. but the only difference is that he is not kind of like the anti Santa he actually works for Santa. Ah. So he actually follows Saint Nicholas around and puts things such as coal in children's boots. He um I you know, found naughty, but then he'd also whip them. <laughs> so he's yeah. Santa's shadow, basically. He's like yeah. looking over his shoulder, hoping to get a bad kid. Yeah, basically. So um, his origin is that he was. There's a little bit of they don't exactly know because this um, his story actually came from. Um, I think it's 1252 is the origin of his story. So, very long time ago. So he was either a butcher or an innkeeper, and he kidnapped three boys who were on their way to school. And um, he and his wife killed them and cooked them into a stew. So, similar to Gruel in that way. Cannibalism. The second scariest threat for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, St. Nicholas found out about what they did, and he resurrected the children. And he punished Futard, Futard by making him basically his assistant. That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> so yeah, like now he's forced to go around and um, kind of hope he can get a little kid to mildly abuse. Damn, Santa was like, not today, bitch. It was nice that he resurrected the children and gave them back to their parents. I was going to say, how crazy is it that St. Nicholas has this power to resurrect people? St. Nick's just a lazy god. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not like God, capital G, but a god. Yes. (laughs) Is that it for that one? Yeah, there, there really wasn't much on him, actually. It's okay, it's a mini episode. Okay, we're going to stay in France ish for mine as well um hans trap so this story originates in the uh alsace lorraine region of france which is really close to the german border so according to this law there was a local man named hans trap who was really well known for being really greedy so basically like scrooge mcduck um yeah <laughs> scrooge minus- mcduck <laughs> or a Scrooge, I guess. Just right, plain old Scrooge. <laughs> so basically uh, what he did was he used witchcraft and made a deal with the devil to become rich. Because he did that, the church was like, bye, bitch. He got excommunicated from the Catholic church. Uh, uh, and with that, they were like, 
Haha, <laughs> bye, bye to your wealth and social standing. So he went and lived in the hills as a hermit. And then at some point, for some reason, maybe because he made a deal with the devil, Hans Trapp became really obsessed with the idea of eating human flesh. So he lured a shepherd boy oh to his gosh. death, cooked him over a fire, and then <laughs> before Hans Trapp could take his first bite, however, God, capital G, was like, this has gone too far, and struck him down with lightning. Uh, so Hans Trapp died and then returned. Um, so what he does is, on the darkest days of the year, he, like, roams the, the countrysides, punishing disobedient children. And so he's often been depicted dressing up as a scarecrow. He carries a sack that he puts um, the naughty children in, and that's basically his deal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Traveling over a little bit, um, we're going to go over to Wales. Okay. Mary Louise Bood. <laughs> Mary Lude is part of Welsh law and is actually like a skeleton horse. Ooh. Yeah, so her name can be translated to a few different things depending on who you ask. One of them being Grey Mare and the other being Grey Mary, which a lot of people... I guess you could say historians, that's the word I was looking for, actually linked her you to could call them the, historians. <laughs> uh, the biblical nativity of baby Jesus. And um, she was actually cast out of the barn. She was pregnant at the time because Mary needed the barn to give birth. And um, so she would go search for a place to give birth. Wait, so she's an actual horse or a person? She's a horse. So they kicked a pregnant horse out and she was like, how rude. Yeah, so she basically was like left to search forever for like a place to give birth to her baby. And I don't don't know how she became a skeleton horse. Like they don't actually say anything about that. Jeez. Yeah. So um, she actually appears on Christmas Day or like a few days, you know, around that time. And um, she will come to your doorstep with a group and you go back and forth and basically recite rude rhymes with her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so... I'm pretty sure it's like if you lose, she ha- like comes. They come in and they get to like drink and eat and everything. Okay. Um, and so it's said that if she steps foot into your house, you have good luck for the rest of the year. So um, this is actually a thing that they still do. <laughs> so Mary may come up to your door and you may have to like basically it's almost like a rap battle. <laughs> you have to rap battle her, but you want to you want to lose so she comes inside. Yes. So it's like um strange <laughs> thing. It's so unique. It's like let me rap yeah. battle you, but either way it's gonna be it's, good for it's me. It's not just like it's not just a back and forth, it's very rude, vulgar things. I love that so much. <laughs> no, it was so funny. That's uh that's very uh dude. The name kinda makes sense now. No. <laughs> so our last one is Bellsnickel. Uh this is a a like folklore that originates in southwest Germany, France, and like the Switzerland region. And it also might be familiar if you've seen The Office, because Dwight Schrute dresses up as Bellsnickel when they do like their Christmas episode. Never watch The Office. Ah, oh, boo. It's really funny, this scene. Anyway, 
so Bells Nickel is a helpful character to St. Nicholas, Selt Nicholas. Bells Nickel is a helpful character to St. Nicholas, and instead of accompanying him on his rounds, he's described, Bells Nickel's described as a fur clad, short tempered man. He would visit kids beforehand <laughs> and whip them into shape, basically. So, um, <laughs> instead of sneaking down the chimney, Bellsnickel would, like, knock on your window and he shook his bells and he'd be carrying a sack of candy in one hand and a switch in the other. And, um, oh my god. <laughs> so basically, uh, even if that the kid is... So scary. Like, I know, it's like, candy or pain? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking child snatcher from Chidi Chidi Bang yeah. So what he would do is, um, the kids would be like, oh, I've been good all year. Even so, he'd ask them to recite a poem or a Bible verse. And then if the kids stumbled or behaved badly, they were whacked with a stick oh my God. to remind them to change their ways. Oh. <laughs> um, and then the tr it's really interesting because tradition of Belsnickel followed immigrants to uh, Pennsylvania Dutch communities. And they still celebrate it in a slightly less terrifying kind of character, <laughs> which is so cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's Bellsnickel. Bellsnickel. And then uh, for my last one, we're at Hagen's. I love that. She's one of them. Yeah. And her name means bright one or another version of it is covered or hidden she is a guardian of the beast that's kind of like her title of what she does and she will appear during the 12 days of christmas and during the time of the 12 days of christmas percher would go into homes and tell if children had been good or bad and working hard all year and if they were, if they had been good, they would find a silver coin. And if not, then she would cut open their stomachs, take everything out, and fill it with pebbles or straw. <gasps> what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and she'd also do this to anyone who had eaten anything on her day of feast that was not fish or gruel. And people would also leave her food and drink for her and her beasts as they would travel by to gain money and abundance. <laughs> so again, Gosh. putting out food and stuff Offerings, as an offering. Yeah. It's like what um, people do f with cookies and milk for Santa. Yeah, or, or uh, if you're our family, Guinness. <laughs> yeah, Guinness for Santa. Santa um, really <laughs> likes Guinness. I... Okay, out of the all of the ones we've talked about, which one would you like think you could survive an encounter with? Okay, um, like who would you rather say, face? Probably, um, probably Pear. Uh, not eh. yeah, Pear Fortward, just because he doesn't like kill you or anything or kidnap you. He just kind of smacks you. Yeah, and like. <laughs> You know, it's like a possibility if you were really bad that you get smacked. And then if you weren't, mm -hmm. if you'd done like a couple of bad things, you might get just like a switch in your boot just to remind you to be nice. So I think that one would be the best. Yeah, like naughty, naughty. I think. Yeah, just because like even if you're woken up your sleep to getting beaten, like, you know, getting kidnapped <laughs> after or That's killed. True. Eaten, yeah, or killed. Yeah. Or killed and eaten. <laughs> Um, I think, honestly, I wouldn't mind facing, uh, Mari Lude. 
Yes, that I forgot about that one too. She she seems pretty chill. Plus, you get blessings if you fuck up your cussing match. Yeah. Well, she kind of like eats everything in your mm. house. That's okay. I barely have anything in my like, house to that's, begin with. That's really not a terrible punishment, <laughs> and I suppose that's more for like adults anyway. So mm-hmm. that's probably the one we would face since we are yes. adults. But I think if I were a child, uh, Père Fortuard would be the one I'd want to come to my house. <laughs> I agree, I agree. <laughs> well, this has it's been a bad. fun little, like, little baby mini-episode. I know, this is so nice. Um, so yeah, like, happy holidays. Happy holidays to everyone. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our uh, at is at weird sis podcast remember to lock your door and behave otherwise you might get eaten (laughs) bye our sources for today's episode are theguardian.com the seven most terrifying christmas traditions around the world wikipedia i used wikipedia for um uh, icelandic christmas folklores uh, there was the Farmer's Almanac, Scary Christmas Characters, Ranker.com's The 10 Most Terrifying Christmas Figures. And then we also used IrishTimes.com, 7 Most Terrifying Christmas Traditions Around the World, Loudwire.com, Most Metal Christmas Traditions. I love that title so much. <laughs> Wales.com, which is just the official Welsh website. Uh, culture, Mary Lude. And then I also used Wikipedia for my other stories. 